This episode of Leverage Radio is sponsored by Mike Morell's instructional series called Triangle Territory. It's available only on the tiger.io. Use promo code leverage for 45% off on this product. Get it now while the offer lasts. Today, we welcome Sunny Khatri to Leverage Radio. He is one of the competitors at this year's Leverage Tournament. He's a decorated grappler, a striker, and martial artist. He's fighting out of Bali MMA. Sunny, welcome to the show, man. How is it going? Thank you, Mohit. How is things going with you? All good. Just training. Uh, Excited to compete at Leverage. Like, you know, so excited. Yeah. Just working hard. um, And you're currently where right now? So I am right now in Mumbai. Okay. Yeah. But I was based in Bali. But uh, because of this COVID, I had to come down. Uh, yeah. When did you come back to India? I came in uh, March ending. Oh, so just so that's at the when, right time. Uh, that's when the lockdown started, I guess. Yeah, 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 just at the right time. What was the situation in Bali at the time? So Bali was pretty chill uh, when I was leaving. But uh, by the time I uh, by the time I reached Mumbai, it was bad in Bali as well because the thing in Bali is like there was not like you know the hospital hospital and like the medical thing is not that great as as compared to Jakarta like it's a city Bali is right. an island right so everything is limited there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's a great vibe for training but apart from that yeah uh, the COVID fucked it up tourism like, you know? yeah. yeah great for training great for tourism like you know everything great for surfing as well. Mm-hmm. Then good surfing mm-hmm. scenes there. Yeah. Right. And just not enough facilities to let you be there and feel safe, I guess. Yeah. Kind of like my dad's, like that was my dad's uh, decision. Like, you know, he was like, uh, like, you know, you're in India, that's your own country and you'll be much more safer. Even if you got, get COVID, it's not like, you know, you can just get admitted to a hospital, but you being outside a country, like, you know, in such situations, so he, so I just felt it wiser, like, you know, to come back. No, fair play. Like, um, a lot of us who have family abroad, I think many of them have come back in this time, um, yeah. just to, you know, at least for the parents sake, okay, be close to us. Yeah. We know like, you know, if something happens, we'll be able to, um, you know, at least be around you, but like if yeah, you're in some other country. Least, yeah. I mean, someone will be there to help you. Right. Because outside there's no one like. You're alone, like, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you got to have somebody to have your back. Um, I'm sure you have a very fascinating story. So, and I'd love to get into it right from the beginning. <clears throat> Excuse me. How did you start martial arts at all? Like, what was your first introduction? Uh, so, I, actually, it's very interesting because with me, it's like I loved fighting since I was a kid. Like, oh, since I was like a small kid, I I used to get into brawls, like... And I, I like that, that feeling of competition, like, you know, like that rush, yeah, that, that adrenaline rush that you get. So, uh, with me, uh, when I was young, it was like, you know, uh, Oh, he's a bigger guy, like, you know, t- uh, taller than me or heavier than me, but I'll still fuck him up. <laughs> yeah. That's my heart. But then when I saw, uh, so first UFC fight, uh, was when I saw Joe, ben- uh, Joseph Benavid is fighting. So he's a flyweight fighter. Right. Yeah, he's currently fighting in Bantamweight right now in UFC. So okay. uh, I I watched his fight first and I thought like, you know, uh, I watched it. I'm like, like, I can do this. Like, you know, yeah. like uh, if I train, if I put that time in, I can do this. So I started looking for like an MMA gym. And then uh, like my first gym was like, you know, those kind of gyms who were like, who are like uh, traditional martial arts, like karate. Right. But they, they present themselves as like MMA gym. Like, or I think all the fighters uh, right now is been gone through that situation, like you know, where they came came across with like such kind of people. Yeah. So with me it was like I was like watching videos, like you know, I still but I loved grappling back then. It was like you know, 
because like arm bars and triangles was like oh fascinating like you know what is this like you know how how the fuck this guy is tapping like you know big yeah. guy it's like small guy choking out this big guy and i'm like oh, i want to learn this so i started off and then i was i used to watch videos like you know uh, like submissions like basic submissions so i started training and it was just like second week of my training and no one used to grapple with me in that gym like it's it's in like so i live in wasai so wasai is like outskirts of mumbai okay so it's not actually mumbai it's outskirts okay. of mumbai all right so i no one used to spar with me like you know because i was in that competitive zone like you know i have to be like you know better than this guy and like you know so and these guys who all came with me were like all fitness related like you know they were not there to compete they were not, they were just there for fitness which so, is okay but for me like you know it was not okay so i asked my coach like you know would you roll with me and that guy was like a judo guy like he was a judo guy and he knew few submissions you know how judo guys are like yeah yeah they they know a little bit about their ground work yeah. for sure so i'm like okay so we started grappling like no gi okay and dude i ambard i ambard my fucking first coach within like 2 minutes and i'm like this is not supposed to happen like he's my fucking coach like you know this is not supposed to happen yeah and then i'm like no 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 i'm i'm at a wrong place like you know this is not i i felt something wrong something was going wrong like. so when was this like what what year was this how this old was like you? around 2000 like when i literally started i'm 27 now so this was like when i was 22 Oh god damn dude yeah and back then i actually i was a photographer before before getting into mma right i did my diploma in fashion photography like i've worked for like you know press and everything right and that's when i switched when i actually came to know like mma is a sport in india yeah and i'm like yeah. oh fuck yeah we i got to do this like you know so and then i got to know about this uh, first one of the first grappling uh, nogi grappling competitions was a uh, uh managed by evolution gym like my ex gym yeah uh, so they had this uh ebio right? like some uh, evolution grappling championship so right. i wanted to like you know take that. so by that time i hadn't fought, uh, like fight any mma fights no competition like nothing hmm. so i just wanted to compete like you know somewhere so that i can like see how my level is like you know where do i stand of course of course so i called up evolution gym like you know when is your grappling event happening so these guys are like no like you know we just finished our grappling like a month ago so like uh, i i think maybe after 6 months so i came to know about that like you know they having a they have a gym apparently in yeah, kandivli yeah. which is like very uh, closer to my place sure. so uh, so that's when i contacted them and i went for my first trial session and that's where i met chaitanya uh, chaitanya sir like my uh you you yeah, yeah i ju- i literally had a word with chaitanya and we'll get to your relationship with him also yeah. so um, i saw like i so I, i'm like you know new guy like you know uh, like excited like you know starting a new thing and then i entered like you know before entering the the room so they had this thing written uh, if you want to be lion you got to train with lions and that that first thing got me like you know i'm like fuck this i'm doing this shit like you know now, now i'm at the right and place i open the door and i see like chadana sir walking out and like you know he's fucking sweating and all they having they were wrestling i guess by then by that time so like you know slamming each other like you know double legs and like you know everything so i'm like fuck i want to do this like you know and then after that i started fighting and right after two months i think i had my first uh, mma fight like mho fight right and after that i didn't stop it's just like you know just going on now just learning keep keep training keep evolving damn dude um that that's insane you you definitely have uh the right passion needed for this sport yeah. um, when was your last uh, competitive outing whether in grappling or mma so i actually had my last fight uh, last like 2019 december all right uh, 14 so it was a professional mma fight i was fighting uh, indonesian champion like uh, so after one fc there is this uh, promotion called one pride yeah one pride yeah that, and they are that, huge like you know they have good following like huge huge promotion yeah yeah, yeah. i so know what i fought uh, their strawweight champion okay yeah and i i still i still feel like you know i fucking beat him up like even <laughs> if you see the fight if you I see the check fight, it out now. i will definitely check it yeah. out after this so But, the thing was like i just couldn't finish him like you know i took him down first round i damaged him like you know i like he was all cut up like he was bleeding and all mm-hmm. i took him down again in the third round but uh, it's just that like he was a champion and i was fighting in their home turf 
so mm-hmm. they they made me lose in uh, in points and do that's you, bullshit like you know do you think even this if happens you, in smaller promotions yeah 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 a lot yeah 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 local guys the guys who are local home, favorites i don't know why they say it like hometown like you know hometown ka like uh, how you say hometown credit like you know they gave it like because he's fighting his he's a hometown guy and he's fighting in his hometown mm-hmm. so they gave him like a like a thing like you know a plus point hmm yeah yeah but, i guess that kind of but that usually happens when the fight is very close or it's like you know close close but if you see my fight like uh, it was not close i don't think it was close and uh, even if you go to the youtube link and if you watch like there are like 2000 comments all the all the indonesian people like you know the people who actually love mma sport they like sunny. they were supporting they were supporting me like you know they were like uh, this is not done like you know we are feeling embarrassed being like you know knowing that the fact like the guy won but you're still giving uh, this guy like you know so that was a that was a win win for me because i of course man it, like, yeah it's a small stepping stone to just yeah. know that you know like and dana says this all the time don't leave it in the hands of the yeah. judges every time I, and i i am after that fight i had then like so fuck no i'm not going to leave it to the judges you switch this. switch that ho hey masvidal switch on and yeah. like i'm taking these motherfuckers out Yeah, that's good shit, man. So it's it's good that it happens young in your career, because um, over the next five years is going to be your peak of your powers, right? I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. So, um, how did how did the so you have, you have a scholarship with Bali MMA? Is that right? Yeah. Uh, so I got sponsored by them. Like my training is sponsored and uh, my stay is sponsored. How how did that come about? Uh, what did you have so, to do? So that. for that also, like I like I was training previously with uh, Evolution Gym, right? And then I I left the team uh, for some like reasons. Of course. And like you know there was like clashings. I'll, I will get to that later. I know and we then, did a uh, podcast with uh, Vicky Khare. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I saw that. He's my head coach. Like was my head coach. We didn't yeah. get into any of the politics of whatever. So I thought like let me steer clear. But if you have If you want to share, man, I'm pretty sure because bro, I'm like I'm like fucking straightforward guy, like you know. I bro, don't see. Say, say, like, <laughs> I spoke to Chetanya, and he, even he was very uh, polite and cordial. And both those guys are coaches in that sense, so they're trying yeah. to maintain that professional that thing. But you're a fighter. If you have something you want to share with me, man, I'd be more than happy to. Like no, there's the no like you left. Yeah, like there's no no hard feelings ever. Like you know, they're no, my man. coach and everything. Of course, but it's just like. like you know i, I won't uh, talk spe- uh, specific about a single person yeah. but i'll talk about specific like how the coaches are in india and i actually wanted to get this topic out all the coaches like not all the coaches most of the co- coaches in india they actually want to control their students mm-hmm. like you know they want to see what they are doing they can't like you know they can't do what they want they do they don't like cross training like you know going to other gym Yeah. Uh with me when I started MMA like when I started training un- under a coach I always had that thing in my head like you know I wanted to train with different coaches. Yeah. You know, with different minds. Yeah. So you like every person has their own uh, like you know own vision own own way to see things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely and, bro. Yeah, and if you get that thing like you know it's and it's a good thing it's going to help you only to uh, grow your game like you know. Yeah, I mean see you can pick up things from all kinds of different sources right if you yeah, think yeah. that your coach or your academy has the best xyz things there might be some abc things that they're not doing so well um which you can find like if somebody wants to ref- like let's say somebody's gym has great kickboxing great jiu jitsu great wrestling but you know maybe the boxing pure boxing department is not as strong that they've got guys who do good muay thai but maybe not boxing so yeah. you can go go find yourself a boxing coach that will you know help you specifically you know fine tune your boxing work or your hands so i feel like you're absolutely right that um, there's a lot of this attitude of you know stay with us and that yeah uh, and i hate that i hate that yeah, man, because it's fucking useless yeah and these guys just competing like you know in just are like uh, like national circuit just in india mm-hmm. and they are being like this the coaches i have trained in bali like you know they are they are like uh, my my ex coaches are like bellator ex fighters like you know they are black belts and like you know yeah bro i, I don't want to go to seen it, seen it all done it all type guy yeah 
and these guys i just called up my coach and i told him like you know just like two days back i told him like uh, his name is donny so he's like uh, ncaa division 1 wrestler and like he's a black belt and like he's fought bellator and shit etc yeah, yeah so yeah. He, he told me like you know your training you know he asked me first are you training that mm. was his first question like you know are you training good man and i'm like yeah i am training like you know he's like so yeah he like he'll make sure you be in shape like you know and then i told him about the competition so usually uh, thing in india is like you have to let your coaches know what you want to go do next before you do any take any steps mm. but there i just told him like you know uh, coach i have a competition coming up he's like bro work hard like you know you got to do well you're representing the gym and he's telling me so nicely like you know supportive and that's what actually coaches are like you know that's actually what a fighter or a student want from his coach like you know that support Hmm. Yeah. Bro. So he was like, you know, very happy. Like, you know, I'm happy that in COVID also, like, you're you are getting to compete and you are competing. So that's about it. And I I think it's different here. Not not everyone, but most of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for maybe it's you know like keeping somebody in your gym as a member, so they keep paying you. for membership or something i don't know i don't know like for 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 me personally like it's never been do jiu jitsu for money like that's fucking stupid yeah. um it's for the the whole like what we were talking about before we got on the before we started recording is like it's that whole environment everything about it uh is so pure um and when this kind of shit starts happening where you know you're being forced to do something or you're being controlled to do something um i i can't even think of any scenario where that ends well for you know uh, anyone so more power to people who can um, identify these things and be like you know i can carve out my own path i've learned what i need to and uh, it takes courage to do that man absolutely so good on you and chaitanya for um, having the courage to step out on your own man that's uh, yeah i mean all this is just like you know because uh you asked me like uh i i we just uh, went away from that question was uh before like uh uh should i forgot i was asking you about the bali mma scholarship like yeah, how did it come about yeah so before going to bali i was actually tra- i was in bangalore for 7 months i guess okay and uh, the thing was i i uh, i we were training I, there red gardo's place so i was training with gardo with lachlan No. Lachlan's a good guy, man. Yeah, very nice guy. Very uh, like I miss him. Fucking, he knows him. his shit, bro. He came yeah. to my Jaipur Academy and just did a free seminar, leg lock seminar or something <laughs> for my students. And I was like, wow, man, so cool. I got to roll with him. Yeah, um, good guy. But yeah, sorry, nice. carry on. Yeah, so uh, I started with I was training with Lachlan, and then and then I was training at IJJ as well. I love them, like you know, all Rohit and everyone. Yeah, they're also cool yeah. guys. Yeah, so that's what when I trained with different coaches, I was like, "Oh fuck, there are so many things to learn." Like you know, there's just not one ex- aspect to a thing. Like you know, so I learned a triangle choke from my previous coach, and I learned the same triangle choke but different variation hmm. with different people. So that's what I want actually, and that's yeah, what all the fighters and competitors, like grapplers, not just MMA fighters, you have to you have to travel. Like you know, you got to travel if you want to improve. You got to travel. Yeah. you can't just stay at one place and be like okay no mera boxing ka bhi coach mera wohi coach hai mera grappling ka bhi coach wohi coach hai mera striking ka bhi coach wohi coach hai mera strength and conditioning ka bhi coach wohi coach hai i mean he is got to be then your coach better be fucking firaz sahabi or uh, yeah. jose pa man like yeah who are you talking about who has all these skills at an elite greg level jackson like. greg jackson yeah like you know I mean, uh, yeah, I agree with you, man. Like, and that's something that is still I don't think happened here as uh, well as it should, where expert coaches are meeting together and forming. Um, that's bro. My thing. problem is rather than meeting, they are actually against each other. If if you if you see if you see in a way like you know every like they don't want to see other people grow like you know. I mean. I don't even know if it's like not to see other people grow, but it's like I'm got to focus on my block here. Like, it's not about the whole bunch of blocks. Yeah. Like, like at least what we are trying to do with leverage as a tournament, 
uh, as a brand, uh, even this podcast, they're all examples of we want to unify where jujitsu is in the country. Yeah. We want you guys to come down, compete with the guys here. Like we did ADCC recently, ADCC India happened. Um, and that was the first glimpse of, bro, there is fucking hundreds of people doing this in our country. Let's bring all of the best ones together so that the people who follow them, they also get hyped up and interested about this sport. And um, I mean, I was going to tell you anyway, like when you do come down for the tournament, you have a place to train. If you're coming a few days early and you want to get, you know, you'll always like everybody who's coming to the tournament has a place to train at our academy as well. Yeah. So part of that is also even after the tournament, whatever happens, happens, win, lose or draw, there will be a place to train and we would love to get some training in with some new guys also. man. So yeah. just to counter that everyone is against, we are not. We would love to have. No, but training. now it's changing, you know, uh, like guys like us, like you, like Ashwin, like I, like, you know, Rohit. Now it's, the scene is changing and I actually very happy to see that because before, you know, you also know before it wasn't like this no before man. people like they were selfish, like, you know, now yeah. I see like cross train, like, you know, uh, Siddharth, like you guys, like Warrior Cove and then IJJ, then like, you know, ICAC yeah, guy. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And actually like I have a, like, I want to like, you know, train with every one of you, like, you know, I look forward to that. Uh, yeah. But what are the, what are your, what's your training like right now? Like, what are you doing for training at the moment? How are you? So right now I'm morely focusing on my grappling, like, you know, of course, uh, because of the competition, but I'm still uh, striking like MMA is my main forte. So, so I'm still like, yeah, but more, more, more grappling, working. So how are you you scheduling your days? Like, for example, run me through a day in your life right now. So I just like, uh, I wake up at like nine. I have my breakfast. Damn, that's late, bro. Come yeah. on. You got to get up at six and grind. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Bali, the coach in me. Change me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I wake up like, you know, nine. I train, uh, I eat my breakfast, like anything, whatever I can make in, in an hour, t- hour's time. And then I, by 11, I head for my training. Mm-hmm. And then like we train for like two, three hours, we okay. drill, we roll mm-hmm. and then go home, have my lunch, rest for like hour or two, get back again, like evening, 6, 6 p.m. or 7, 7 p.m. Uh, training session. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty okay. chill though. It's, uh, so I'm assuming you're going to ramp it up a little bit more closer to the comp time. Uh, yeah, but the uh, thing is right now, like I have uh, like few injuries. Okay. Yeah, not not major, but yeah, few. So that's why I'm taking it easy because I want my body to recover. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Still putting in five. So if, I, if I go for like three training sessions, um, I don't think like I feel I'll break like my body. It's like break, so. diminishing returns. Like how yeah. much can you keep pushing the same? Yeah. you know, like machine. Yeah, recoveries. And, yeah, it's so so still yeah, but going good. Um, what do you do for recovery then? Like if you have injuries, do you have a strength and conditioning program, a physiotherapist on board? Like what? So usually you... depends. Like, you know, if I like, it's just not, if it's just like, like a minor, hmm. I just like ice it or just go for ice bath. Hmm. Like, you know, stretch it, mobilize it. And if it's major, then I go for physio, like, you know. And for this one in particular, what is the issue? If I may ask. I just like my shoulder, my, my, my behind, like my traps. Okay. I was, I started like uh, lifting, like uh, I'm like, I'm actually, so the thing is uh, leverage is 75 kg, right? Yeah, so walking, that's, I'm, that's I'm, the limit. Yeah. I'm walking at 59 now. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go up like 65. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just so, doing weight training, weight training, power, like, you know, strength training. Right. But good thing is now you can just eat as much as you want to. Yeah, no, no weight cuts, no weight no cuts. Weight cuts. <laughs> no, and uh, like no risk. I mean, it's lower risk, let's say. Lower risk. Yeah, obviously, no. Yeah. When um, you don't cut weight, don't, when you don't cut water, you are very pro, less prone to get injured. Like, you know. So what would you say is your uh, greatest asset in competition in terms of like, is it power, endurance? Like what kind of uh, style would you think? Uh, or I attribute? think. So uh, it's just like my team's name. I'm like relentless. I don't stop. Like I just keep moving. 
Okay. Uh, and e- that's just like how I fight. Even if you see my fight, I've even seen some footage it, of you training at least. Um, yeah. So and you're quite mobile, quite agile, and you never like stationary. You're not a stationary yeah. target whatsoever. Yeah. So that's like my thing in my head. Like you know, I have to keep moving because if I stop moving, then he'll start moving. So I got to keep moving, and that's the attitude I take in my fight as well. When I fight MMA, not grappling, but M- because grappling. Yeah. Grappling depends, like you know, if it's EBI rule, you can chill down, like you know, you right, can you, right. you don't need to wrestle much, like you know. No, not really. Yeah, I think so, that's what we also wanted to do away with is that whole thing of, okay, you're just gonna hold somebody down, like you'll clearly tell, you'll be able to tell, like who's got the negative strategy in this whole uh, yeah thing, and that's what not what we want at all. We yeah. ideally want guys that okay, if you like, if your guard is passed, figure out a way. Uh, but you're not stressing and the yeah. guy on top is not just sitting there waiting to squeeze for like squeeze, two, yeah. two and a half minutes and then be like, you're champ on points. <laughs> like that's retarded. Yeah. Um, so we want to promote like exciting matches as well. So what's your strategy for, um, uh, how do I put this? So you and Chaitanya are on opposite sides of the bracket. Yep. There is a possibility that the two of you end up meeting in the final. Yeah. How do you see that going? And uh, like, what do you think is going to happen if you two meet in the final? Do you love fine craftsmanship, beautiful designs, and stunning leather products? Well, look no further. Tiger Maroon is an ode to contemporary global design fused perfectly with the finesse of expert artisanship. Tiger Maroon is a made-in-India global brand with products that are handcrafted to glorious perfection. They've got laptop bags, backpacks, belts, tote bags, clutches, wallets, card holders, passport holders, laptop sleeves, notebooks, keychains, mobile covers, and everything in between for both men and women. In fact, I'm using one of their wallets right now. So use the promo code LEV20 and get 20% off your order. That's lev twenty. That's www.tigermaron.com. Uh, well, like, you know, respect to Ch- Chaisa, like, you know, he's always my <laughs> mentor. Like, I've always looked up to him, like, you know, my, the way he fights, like, you know, anything. I've, I've, I've picked up so many things from him, like, you know. But thing is, competition is a competition, like, you know, I'm going to put, I'm going to put everything I can, like, you know. Do you, do you so, of him in the gym sometimes? Sorry? You get the better of him in the gym. So. Yeah, yeah. We we go a lot of rounds together. Like, you know, we push each other. And it's nothing. It's just like a, uh, it's a competition. So we're just going to be same, like, you know, how we are. But when we are competing, we're going to go 100%. So, yeah. Exciting, exciting. Yeah. Um, do you know anything about any of your other competitors? Have you seen any of them compete? Or have, have you done any homework? Will you be doing any homework? I will be. I've trained with uh, Piyush. <laughs> Uh, Nihal. Okay. Punyajit. Punyajit is my team teammate. So oh, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've trained yeah, with Chiba as well. Early. Right. I've not. Uh, yeah. And yeah, that's it. That's about. So. So none of the, the Delhi none, guys. Delhi guys. No, I haven't trained. I haven't trained. Right. So do you, you're gonna do some scouting? Um, if you can find anything. Uh, not really, bro. Because see, uh, uh, how I think uh, when I compete is like I just have to focus on myself. Like you know, if I try to focus on my uh, opponent, like I ha- obviously I gotta see what he's good at it. But like you know, I'm more uh, more focusing on myself, like what I have to do, mm-hmm. rather than them what they are gonna do. And my uh, game plan is just gonna change with every every uh, opponent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm obviously I'm I have I have done some homeworks. I'm yeah. gonna work on that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, would you say that your game is uh, like? Do you play on the bottom more or do you prefer uh, the top game? So before going to Bali, I was all top, like because okay. uh, my base is like uh, MMA, na. So right. MMA, you have to be on top. Right. 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 So my ba- my uh, game was more like jujitsu game was more based on controlling like you know getting the position, not right, attempting right. more of like submissions. Mm-hmm. But right now uh, it's changed. 
because okay. uh, back in bali i've been training with lot of good guys like i've been training with kaya rudolph he's like uh, currently training partners with like uh, he's actually student of lachlan giles oh, uh, okay. yeah absolute mma right right yeah so he's very very nice guy very good guy like uh, he's beast like you know he's just 20 22 i guess Hmm. and he's a purple belt but he fucks everyone up like he is so good <laughs> yeah so i've been training i've been doing lot of leg locks with him like you know lot of lot of delahiva which was which in which i didn't know anything about like you know because before that i was just all about top game arm bars and like you know but now as the jiu jitsu is evolving everyone has to learn it so i was just more focusing on my leg game nice i think that's yeah. if you're going to compete in grappling like that's definitely something yeah. uh, you have to focus on uh, i don't think it's possible now to compete in grappling and not have a solid foundation and understanding the leg lock system yeah that's like uh let's like fighting mma without knowing wrestling uh yeah basically or just being like uh, okay i'm just going to have boxing i don't need to know how to kick like uh, yeah. okay cool bro have a good time with that um <laughs> so your first opponent is mohammed bilal do you know anything about him have you ever um so no i haven't met him but i know he's a mma fighter too right and oh one more guy i trained with was tribhuvan i think he's first yeah, yeah, first yeah. fight tribhu is fighting punyaji rachit uh, sorry rachit 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 you're right and actually tribhu has fought mohammed bilal in mma nice so there's a lot of like back stories coming into this yeah so yeah piyush uh piyush lost to rachit at the adcc india yeah um, i know that i know that i've seen so that he, fight it was so good he, so he's looking to get that one back uh, <laughs> as like maybe man um so there's a lot of this back story stuff happening which is why it's really interesting yeah. talking to all of you um when did you decide you wanted to turn pro was it immediately as soon as you went for your first class like bro this is what i'm doing like fuck all that other no, photography well uh, me turning pro was not my decision okay it was my coach's decision and i think it's right because he knows my game better mhm so i think within one year like i did uh, i turned like i fight my first fight after one year like i did like six amateur fights within one year mm-hmm. and i turned pro but uh, the fight was fucked up bro like it was not that good because i wasn't ready mentally to because here when we were fighting amateurs it was like you know 200 people coming up 300 people coming up for the fights like you know yeah, that's no chaos. no pressure nothing yeah. but when i went to fight in brave and brave was my first debut fight nice that's a so pretty good like, organization yeah like a de- like big organization for me yeah. at least because yeah, yeah. when i went there sure. like 6000 people right there in the stadium and i'm like what the fuck like i was like i wasn't scared but i was kind of nervous like because that i w- i have never been in that stage before like you know mm-hmm. so many crowds so i just got caught up with the crowd like you know and mm-hmm. i couldn't uh, i ca- i won't blame anyone for that it's my mistake i won't blame my coaches or anyone it was my mistake but i learned from that fight a lot and i changed so just the moment kind of like became yeah. a little overwhelming Yeah so it was like oh shit i'm i'm representing my country for the first time oh i'm fighting like in bahrain so you were oh, thinking too much about like all the other stuff yeah and not focusing on my fight yeah 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 and that got me so that's that's a learning thing like you know so is that something you feel like is just down to the experience now that you've gained uh that that stuff is no longer in your head uh, or not as much at least right now yeah i think it's more about experience because see uh, fighting kickboxing is different but when you're inside a cage it's a different feeling mm. like you know you're you're locked Almost in feeling you trapped go. yeah you feel trapped like you know and then there's a guy who's ready to hit you like you know for 5 minutes right yeah and so it's a different thing so that's it mm. and uh, have you fought muay thai or like some other striking sports as well or you only started with mma and been competing in mma i've done few kickboxing bouts uh i've done few karate bouts hmm. yeah but i i want to do muay thai like you know i actually want to fight in thailand with the thai guy nice <laughs> i have i have that in my list i'm sure it'll happen as soon as yeah. this bloody pandemic yeah uh, just waiting for that let's us travel again 
and uh, what's your long term goal in the sport like for yourself um as in like my what's my main goal is yeah man like aspirationally if you had to be like be honest with yourself um what's your goal what do you want to right do now nothing bro just just be world champion like you know just be world champion there's no other goal because i mean if you if you if you don't have that 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 specific goal that you want to reach you won't go far you have to keep it like you know you have to keep working Hmm. So I I just want to be world champion like you know rather be UFC one FC. How um how are you in terms of um discipline like do you, would you say that you are like fairly disciplined or you have um periods of you know uh, how do I put it like you know I'm going to blow it off or is it 24/7 with you? so with me is like when i'm like when i'm in camp yeah i'm like very disciplined like you know very very disciplined but when i'm off camp like when I, there's, there's there's no fight i i am disciplined but it's just like you know i'm not i'm not that putting that effort like you know okay or maybe you can say like i it's about just about my eating and stuff discipline is just not about like you know you going on time it's about how you eat you know how you take care of yourself before the fight and after the fight hmm. so that's about it like you know i i eat unhealthy like lot of sweets and everything <laughs> so i'm just undisciplined in that that's it but is that like your only vice there's no other like alcohol nothing like that okay so that's that's your you chill out with sweets then basically and like yeah. sugar rush sweet. sugar high sugar high <laughs> how is your relationship with chetanya so he is your coach in india i would like is that the way best way to define that relationship yeah yep and uh, e- even how does it work with you being in bali and uh, and with him here because i know you probably still train with him and will be training with him now for this comp uh, so how does it work your relationship with uh, chetanya and the bali mma coaches so uh, technically like if you see um, like uh, we have that personal bonding like you know since uh, like yeah. since yeah since we met we have that personal bonding and i've always uh, even when he left the gym like he left and after like few uh, after a year i left so even the time the period when he left the gym i was still in contact with him like you know hmm. like i was i was talking to him every day so we have like a very special bond like it's just not about like you know him being my coach but uh, like uh, as a supporter as a mentor as a coach as well and then he's your yeah, like you know we push we push each other like you know so we have a very very good relationship like you know um, like as like how you say in training as well as well as like you know personally okay so it's not just a coach and student relationship no, no, no. you guys are homies as well your boys yeah yeah we chill together Nice, nice, we, nice, eat, nice. we eat sweet together. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Um, <laughs> is there something like you noticed as a change in, um, like, what are the main differences rather between training in Bali and over here? Like now, not back in the day. A lot. Uh, so same thing. We, I think we 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 said it before. uh coaches is important like you know here i said like you know there's there's no like specific there's just like one coach for everything hmm and one person cannot be expert in everything hmm so in so for me big difference was like uh in bali like when i went there was coaches for striking and like you know uh, different things and i realized like uh when i was working with them my game was actually like before i uh, to be honest i was like my striking wasn't that good like you know before moving to bali mm. to be honest like you know i'm like but I, i trained there for like a year and right now my striking is good like i feel it good like i'm more more faster my form is much better and that's just because of the coaches mm. Mm. obviously like i'm putting that time in like you know to work but obviously i'm learning from someone right mm. Mm. and what about like the the training room also like uh, 
I'm sure the level of competition in the training room, how do you think that compares to, let's say, just as an example is, let's look at Ultimate Fitness's pro class. Okay. Um, how does the training room compare to a training room in Bali for, let's say, an MMA class? See, training uh, regime is almost same. It's just about the training partners, right? That's what so I'm ba- uh, So in Bali, we have like my, my training partners are like, you know, they're fighting in one championship. Hmm. Like, you know, but here in ultimate fitness, uh, the uh, only pro fighter is Chaisa. So it's a, it's still growing. Like, you know, it's a new gym and they, and still they have like so many amateur fighters there and which is a good thing. But, uh, there's a difference. Like, you know, you have one championship, like I train, like I train with fucking Tiffany time bomb. Like she's a glory champion, like three times yeah. champion. Yeah. And then I train with Jingnan. Like she's a strawweight champion in, uh, one FC. Hmm. I train with, uh, Steffer, Steffer is like a strawweight uh, top, like a top five guy. Hmm. Then a lot of, lot of guys from 1FC and like, you know, different organizations, good guys. Hmm. So, and they are more experienced than me. So that's how it makes a difference. Like, you know, because right. here in ultimate, I'm the experienced guy, like, you know. Right. You're the pro coming in, trying yeah. to show people all this stuff that you are. Yeah. What I have learned. Yeah. 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 But back there, it's like, I'm learning and. It's, uh, everything is so good. Like, you know, the vibe it's, it's just like family, like, like, like there, mm. it's not like more like team team, but it's more like a family mm. here. I, I'm, you know, sometimes at least I have seen it in the past. I wouldn't say, I want to say right now, but, uh, even right now though, there's a lot of like peacocking and a lot of like ego shit happening in the training room. Even yeah, today lot, in, in, in Indian gyms, man, like. You'll have some guy who is bigger, stronger than other people and uh, or, or more talented or whatever. And they tend to act out almost like, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know, bro. I've been through that. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think a little bit of that still does exist here as well, which I often would imagine. Like I've heard John Danaher speak. I've heard Firaz Sahabi speak. They're like, Bro, it's all just about the training. No egos. Like everyone, fuck off, fuck off. You know, like we don't want your like hassle shit. Yeah. We just want like good guys, uh, respectful training, happy, smiling, fucking off. That's yeah. It. Um, here it's still like a lot of oh, I'm I'm the man shit. I'm the man. Uh yeah. Good to see that uh, there's somebody else also who thinks like me. Um. So, Sunny, what would you like to see in MMA in India over the next few years, man? First thing I want to say, and this is this is another thing I want to get uh, take out uh, in this uh, podcast was uh, how you make a good pro fighter, like you know, from India. If their uh, MMA, like you know, if amateur, if their background is good, like you know, if they fight amateur fights, like a lot of times. And here in India, you have to pay fucking 3,000, 4,000 to fight MM, amateur fights. Hmm. And imagine if a guy who's just like, you know, who's just got a free training somewhere in the gym and he's like a fucking poor guy. And hmm. you also know, most of the people know, most of the hardworking guys are from like fucking poor family, like, you know, because they don't For have sure, anything, anything to eat. They have to, they have to uh, put uh, food in their family's plates. You know, these guys are more hardworking and imagine they don't have money to train and still they are getting like free training. How can they pay 3000, 4,000 for competitions, bro? Mm. Like they have to stop this. Like, you know, in India, they have outside you go, there's no, they don't have, you don't pay for amateur fights. Mm. It's like an experience. You're, you're, the fighter is getting experience. Mm. If you don't keep your base strong, how are you going to go? If, how are you going to go ahead and do uh, good in future? Like, you know, if your base is not strong, mm. It's a short sightedness, right? Yeah. And people saying like, you know, they want uh, MMA to grow in India. They actually got to do it. They can't just say it. And then they charge money from the fighters, like amateur fighters. Come on, man. Dude, I couldn't agree with you more. Like, um, that's basically, I have like few experience. Like I've went for like amateur bouts and I've seen guys like, you know, they're like, they're coming up to me and they're like, I want to fight. I have trained so hard, but it's just that they're asking me money and I can't fight. Hmm. And these guys are killers. Okay. Right. So no, this is what a change. Yeah. 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 And, and 
what I was saying was it's excuse me it's short sightedness that um you know these little state associations get formed yeah. or whatever associations get formed and they're like okay we've got to make money from the guys who are the talent who are going to be competing so if we get 400 guys to compete and charge each of them a thousand rupees bro aaj ki daru hamare pe yeah you know it's like that kind of thinking uh, rather than okay we have got to scout good talent talk to our network of coaches get the best uh, of their teams coming up now coaches also at that, that amateur horrible martial arts level what do they do they throw every single child they have onto the floor whether they can do something or not and just expect kids to beat up get beaten up and then yeah. just hand one of them a a, a medal um it's just it's too much chaos man it's like tumne isme bhi itni ek achhi cheez mein bureaucracy dal di hai yeah um and that's what we are also trying to change man like we got kind of fed up that even um, so ashwin won the adcc absolute uh, adcc india absolute thing okay yeah the first one right abhi right now in 2020 acha the second one yeah acha so the absolute open weight champion of india i was like i was just talking to him i was like what did you get for it he's like dude i didn't even get a fucking certificate for it uh i got a medal sure but that's about it and i was like man such a big tournament so many sponsors so much shit. i'm not talking shit about the organizers or anything yeah. i just feel like um uh, guys should be rewarded man i was watching something on flow grappling uh, on yeah. youtube and john danaher is speaking to ben askren and they're talking about the same thing that men like guys who are grapplers for example let's just say um they have no avenue to make money from this thing you train so hard that ultimately you have to get into fighting to make money um whereas men even if you're a grappler a good grappler uh you should be rewarded for that shit too yeah um and every every martial art for that matter like if it's useful i don't know how how useful some of them are uh and the practical applications like i was talking to chetanya i think about this and we were talking about taekwondo and like it's cool if you go learn from like a taekwondo master if you know muay thai and then you're like okay you know what i want to add some variety to my kicking game i'm going to go seek out the best taekwondo guy and i'm going to like add a question mark kick add a hook kick add like a uh, side extending kick whatever whatever or a spinning roundhouse um yeah. that's the guy who can probably help with that shit like for sure but if you just go to a clean muay thai guy whose guard is high hands are up knee comes up every other uh step he's not going to be helping you with all this unless he's, his name is sanjay uh <laughs> he's not going to be helping you with you know those specific so like that kind of reward doesn't exist in our in our country i feel yeah and uh, it got to change got to change and it will yeah i think you guys uh, are definitely on the right track like i hopefully i can say we all are um where you know this is more than just now a hobby it's all it for everybody it starts as a hobby right like it's like okay i'm just going to go twice a week maybe three times okay i've opted to four okay i have to go six times a week no no they're not making me i have to go because i want to uh that kind of transition so yeah. you you're into it full time um do you have a plan to open your own gym is that something that uh, you've thought about yeah i have there's something in my head but not now or uh, maybe of course, after of course maybe after like five years I just want to compete for now like you know just compete 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 travel wherever I can yeah who are you? I, just not about MMA but compete grappling boxing kickboxing muay thai everything who are you uh, currently competing for which promotion one so i'm not right. signed with any promotion right now i'm a freelancer okay okay yeah. but i had my fight supposed to happen if there was no covid i was supposed to fight in rise oh so right. uh, 
it's a japanese kickboxing yeah. promotion like a huge uh, promotion so i was supposed to fight in 55 eight man tournament but oh, wow. because of covid it got it got cancelled okay yeah. so so how do you end up booking fights like we contacted you of course we knew about you yeah um through our good friend rajiv khati shout out to rajiv um body mr body mr body god damn dude for a 39 year old man that guy is a rip <laughs> he's 39 i didn't yeah. know that <laughs> fucking hell bro uh, he's been doing some leg lock work with us and he's been like he has got a strong grip already right yeah now he hooks on to motherfucker's heels and bang he's off to the races um so anyway we heard about, he he spoke very highly of you um when i spoke to him that i would be interviewing you i'll be podcasting with you uh how was your experience with him how do you meet him so i think i met him in uh, nationals uh, delhi nationals okay. uh it uh, it was sjji f yeah yeah so i met him there and and then actually he came down to mumbai but that's the time i wasn't there i was in bali training hmm. uh yeah but we talked like you know on facebook and like you know nice guy yeah he's really helping us put this thing together we initially planned leverage to be an eight man tournament yeah um and it was like that was obviously in april and rajiv came on board and he's like no we are going to go bigger with it now i i know the right people i know who are the guys you want on this card uh let's up the prize money let's up the stakes let's make everything just that little bit more you know prestigious yeah and uh we are really excited man like we are I really am, i am bro very excited yeah we're going to be putting out some fighter promos and stuff like that this week so please do send your uh stuff to medal also sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh cool man that i think that should do um sunny it was a pleasure talking to you my brother nice talking to you bro nice talking uh, to you i hope to see you very soon in delhi best sure. of luck for leverage see you very soon man see you soon take care thank you